Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Fat Guy Forum. This is probably one of our requested episodes right now as we are all under the, the, the shadow of the coronavirus quarantine. So people want to know how the Fantastic Four is doing. So I decided to get them together. Uh, we tried to get together a week or so ago and I was sick and then we tried to get together again. But um, I think Joel was eating or John was wrestling with someone or so- I don't know what was going on. Uh, we did. WrestleMania, we did it. baby. WrestleMania. It was, it, it was WrestleMania. It was, it was, it was men rolling around together, um, with no audience this time. So, yep. you know, but yeah, we'll, I'm sure we'll get the before it closed. You gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta, you gotta, do, you gotta do, do Joel before those rules come into place. So, yeah. uh, how's everyone doing? I'm all right. How are you, bud? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. We're going to, we have a series of questions from people tonight. We're going to start with the big one. I know a couple people asked me and might've asked you guys as well, how we're all doing, you know, how we're feeling and how we're coping during this time. So I think we'll, we'll start with that and then we'll, we'll move into the rest of it. Who wants to go first? I'm doing okay. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm right in the uh, heart of it all. Um, I'm still working. Um, I'm transporting right now, mostly medical supplies to, uh, all the local hospitals, Jacob Javits center, uh, the medical boat. Um, and yeah, we're just kind of, uh, on that front line right now. I have a couple of employees who have tested positive for COVID. We've been disinfecting our warehouse. We've been, uh, all wearing the PPEs and, uh, we're just kind of taking everything day by day. Um, it's it's getting really spooky out here, but uh, we're uh, we're prevailing. We're, we're doing the best that we can do, you know. And, and just because everyone's not going to know who you are by your voice, can you identify yourself? My name is John Arpino. I'm six foot five and a tall glass of water. <laughs> uh, that's one we describe it. How are you doing personally, though, man? That's that's great that you're giving us a work update. But how are you handling it? You know, outside. Yeah, how. Are, it sucks seeing a bunch of people that I know getting sick. Um, that's taking a mental toll on me because I know tons of people who have lost relatives from this. I know, you know, I know a couple of people from high school who are not really doing too well right now because they've come down with it. But me, myself, I'm just trying to uh, stay positive through all this. I keep telling everyone around me, you know, this too shall pass. And uh, what, what else are you going to do? You know, uh, you can't fear the unknown, but you have to just keep going. I think that makes sense, man. Uh, Alex, Joel, who's going next? And identify yourself. You're up, Alex. All right. Um, Alex Poro here, better known as Poro92. Um, I'm doing well. I mean, I'm adjusting. Uh, I think the biggest thing for me is just switching it up and, like I said, adjusting, just adapting to what is the new temporary world what is the new temporary norm for everybody you know what i mean everybody has their different routines um and i think just for me i mean the first couple days after the gyms and like everything closed like i was still waking up at like 4 a.m uh you know not sleeping well just trying to figure out like uh fortunately enough like i wasn't technically laid off from my job but my job just completely shut down and uh we were pretty much on non-paid vacation um so i was really you know adjusting trying to figure out how i'm gonna make ends meet you know bills are still coming 
and um, I, I'm just not good just sitting at home and not doing anything. I mean, I think going back three, four years, all of us, we would be, love, you know, just sitting at home and, you know, not doing anything, just eating, playing video games, watching TV. Uh, but for the most part, that's not us anymore. Um, uh, I was fortunate enough that I was able to pick up a job and I've been, you know, really busy with that. Uh, you know, I pray for, especially you, John, cause like you said, you're right in the middle of it, New York, um, different, different States, um, South Florida, you know, the numbers are up there, but I'm blessed that I don't personally know too many people. Um, my immediate family, my immediate friends, um, were, you know, all doing well, healthy, but obviously it is a real threat. It is really scary. You know, a lot of people are being affected. A lot of people are losing their lives. So, you know, you just need to be grateful, just like wake up every day. And like, that's one thing I've started doing besides reading every day. Um, you know, I read for an hour every day, just waking up and doing that little gratitude list. Um, just, you know, it's the little things that we don't, you know, we take for granted. So, yeah. That sounds good, Alex. And I think that that gratitude piece is a really uh, important idea. Like, I know it's something that I, I talked about on an episode that came out earlier with Willie Gillis. Um, yeah. And then also, uh, I did a live this week and was talking with people about that idea that like, even in the face of all the, the shit storm that we're in, like, you still have to try to find those things that you're still grateful for every day. So I think that's um, it's a great thing for people to see, you know. Joel, what's up with you? Hey, I'm Joel, better known as the fat in the Fantastic Four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, so I, I've been doing well. It's been really an adjustment. Uh, like all y'all, I've been I was working a lot, so I was working you know 60, 70 hour weeks before this started, and then my second job shut down, and I started working from home at my main job. So it was really an adjustment from you know just going, going, going to slowing down and you know staying inside. But just like Alex said, I've been trying to find things to be grateful for. You know, I'm grateful for my girlfriend. I'm grateful for, you know, still having a job. Grateful for, you know, thankfully my gym, uh, shout out, Spider Strength Gym, shout out, <clears throat> um, was able to lend me lend us some weight so we're still able to work out during this. Um, but really, I'm just kind of use this as a mental reset period, you know, staying positive, you know, being grateful for things and just slowing down and, you know, en enjoying life, you know. Well, aren't you all all freaking fantastic? <laughs> how are you, Gormy? Michael, tell us how you are. Uh, I'm in a big bundle of shit. Um, hey, if I could hire you, I would hire you. What uh, would you be able to do for me? Nothing, literally. Right. Um, but yeah, no, for me, because um, I've really talked about it on the podcast. Um, so both of my jobs are gone. Uh, one of them is temporarily gone if the restaurants that I do trivia at, um, knock on wood, you know, come through this okay and reopen and whenever that happens. And my other job is maybe, maybe not. Like, uh, even if it is a, a possibility of going back, it won't be for months. Like, you know, probably, you know, four to six months minimum. Um, so don't really know kind of what's going on with all that. In the middle of it all, I'm still kind of, I mean, it, there's there's a silver lining to all of this, I guess, because my landlord is trying to sell the house that I live in. 
which could mean at any time, you know, I'm told I have to move, uh, which would be really fantastic right now. But um, who's really looking to look, go look at and buy houses in the middle of all this? So, um, you know, I think that's kind of in a little bit of a holding pattern for a few weeks at least. So just kind of waiting to see what happens with that. I will say, um, you know, I, I've, I've been overwhelmed by the generosity of a lot of people out there, um, you know, personally people and, you know, even companies, um, you know, I've had, you know, one, one of the things that I, I've talked about, I think on the show before is like, I, I use, uh, CBD oil pretty regularly. Um, and it helps me with, you know, inflammation and pain in general and, you know, anxiety and, and getting to sleep and that kind of thing. And I was basically out. Um, and I had a friend reach out to the company that I usually buy it from and they reached out to me and said, we have a box going to you. Like, don't worry about it. Um, and you know, they didn't want me to post it. Like none of that. Like they weren't asking for like, you know, we're sending you this. Can you, can you share us and all that jazz? Um, and it's funny because I did post about it and I had someone accuse me of doing a sponsored post that I wasn't calling a sponsored post. And I'm like, no. You're you're clearly really having you out about that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it was. I was like, well, I, I said in the post that it was something they sent to me. So that, but no, this isn't a. This isn't. I, I don't think I've ever done a post where it's been someone sent me something and asked me to post about it. Like so, you know, I don't. I don't know. But you know, people people find things to worry about during this time, and I think that's like my biggest thing is you know I I keep finding things to worry about. It's hard. Um, you know, when you're quarantined alone basically you know i live in a tiny apartment alone um it's every so often you know i've gotten over to my sister's house when the weather's nice because you know she's in contact with a lot of people so we can social distance and be outside but my parents are older so trying to to not really head over to their place um to keep them safe and so it's one of those things where you just deal with all those different mental games that i think we we all deal with anyway um, and then they just can get intensified and changed. Like, I think you, you hit on it, Alex, like it's a, it's a change to routine. Like, I think especially people like all of us that have been on these journeys, like you, you find that routine that really works for you and makes you a healthier person. And then that rug is pulled out from under you and you have to try to adapt and, and find a new way, uh, to get through it. So it's a, it's a fun, I, I'm not going to say it's a fun time. You know, I don't, I'm not, I'm not sitting around every day depressed. Um, but you know, you have good days, you have bad days. I've, you know, we can get into talking about, you know, how everyone's handling it food wise. You know, I've had days that I've eaten like an asshole and days where I've been on point and days where I'm a little over and, you know, you just kind of, you know, try to keep it under control and, and, and deal with the fact that like, this is the normal we're in right now. Like as much as people are like, you know, get used to the new normal or get used to the temporary situation. Like the only thing you have to face is the day that's right in front of you. Like can't change what's going to happen about that. So got to just go at it. You know, just going to go at it. Um, but we're all here. And, and like, like Alex was saying, there's gratitude. You know, I still get up every day and I'm grateful that I'm alive and I'm grateful that I can breathe. Like uh, my sister made a good point the other day. Like if this had happened two years ago when I was in the hospital with pneumonia, like what would have happened then? Or even after it was right after I got out, like, you know, I'd be in a, a much different place physically. So, you know, you got to be grateful for, for those good things, you know, that are in place. So, and I'm grateful that we were able to get all of us together, you know, as busy as, as you guys are, um, you know, even if it's just, you know, your the phone sex lines, you're still working at night. Um, 
Listen, but it's not phone sex. It's called anymore. OnlyFans and it's cultured. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, right. Feet, feet pics are where it's at right now. Feet pics, but I don't know well, if you get more money for the old fat feet or the present feet. So I got to figure well, that out. And you guys have heard that, that I'm like, I'm like, I'm like three gener. I'm like three generations ahead of you guys. So I don't know what TikTok is. I don't know what OnlyFans is. Like, you know, I'm. I barely, I barely get on Instagram. So ask, uh, ask you have to ask Lafa what those are. I don't know what those are either. I don't have yeah, a TikTok. Uh, yeah, yeah, I never heard of it. Um, yeah, TikTok is a song by Kesha, I believe. TikTok's the I, sound my clock makes at night. <laughs> See, John, I don't doubt you living in a living living with your Italian family that there is a clock that makes that noise in your house. I'm there is sure. a clock that makes that noise. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I was ribbing you. It's real. I know. Oh, I completely believe it. I completely believe it. So we took questions from the audience on the internet, and I know we're gonna both Alex and I have some questions for the for the group. So why don't we get started with Alex's list, and then we'll move into the ones that I have, and we'll we'll see where that takes us tonight. Oh cool. boy! All right. Well, should we start off right off the rip? Sounds good. Rip it off. Rip it off. Okay. This question is, loose skin, does sex cause more or less insecurities than being at a heavier weight? That's a really good question. Yeah. What's sex? I've never heard of it. Um, <laughs> well, uh, let's. I'd say, Joel, you're up first because you are, <laughs> you're, the, uh, you're, you're the only one who's probably having it at the moment. I, I don't think that's true, but <laughs> we'll get hey, to life, we'll get, life screws oh, us every me, day, so we're all having sex. Excuse me, Gormy, I didn't know you were out there. The coach. No, it's not. No, it's not me. It's not me. It's the other. It's the other. The other elephant in the room. But <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> the the Italian sausage. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking hey, about. Hey, you know that that trivia group's got to get, get together somehow. I guess. <laughs> all right, talk to us. Tell me yeah. about your loose speech. Well, I'm not, not gonna lie. Obviously, when I was uh, at my heaviest, I didn't, you know, didn't have any, um, so I can't speak to any insecurities. But as far as a relationship, um, as long as you know you find someone who, you know, accepts it and sees it more as you know a sign of your progress versus oh that's gross, you know that's that's huge right there. Um, and I think if you're if you're with someone who thinks your loose skin is gross, you're with the wrong person. I'm just going to be honest there. I agree. Um, as, yeah. as far as sex, I mean, I guess it just makes more noise. So there you go. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess for me, I mean, I've been on all sides of the spectrum, I guess now, because I had the uh, the uh, tummy tuck in uh, September. But I would say that uh, being heavier, it was it was obviously a little bit more harder then um with the loose skin Ooh, like joel said <laughs> uh like joel said i think that it all really just comes down to who you're who you're with who your partner is um mm -hmm. obviously you, there's you can't you can't not tell them I, i've heard stories of people not telling the uh significant other or the lady of the night that they have um loose skin and then it being a big surprise which i can't even imagine what that would mm -hmm. be like but um like surprise here's my mashed potatoes but um <laughs> but, uh, you want a french fries we got mashed potatoes fact 
Um, but yeah, I mean, it really comes down to communication and, and talking and, and letting them know that, Hey, this is the deal. This is how I am. And it comes down to them accepting it. If they can't, then obviously that's not the person that you should be with. But I don't think that loose skin and sex should be something that is embarrassing. Um, and again, it shows your progress. So Poro, tell me about your sex life. Uh, not just, um, so <laughs> non-existent. Uh, but so like you said, like I was. Well, not on both sides because I still have it, but I want to say not just as far as the loose skin, but having the loose skin compared to being at your biggest. I mean, uh, I don't know about you guys, but when, you know, I was at my biggest, it, there was like, I had no clue what the fuck, what was stam? What is stamina? What is stamina? Mm, yeah. Um, just, yeah. <laughs> just being out of breath out of any, you know, for anything, uh, one pump chump is a is a good term. Um, if you get to that one pump. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like you guys said, um, if you're with somebody, unless it's like a blind date and they've never seen your body, I mean, it, it, it really shouldn't make a difference. Um, but as far as the loose skin, like I said, there is some clapping. You know, you're giving yourself an applause. Um, but... I really don't always always do, right? Yeah, yeah right. Like, I, I really don't feel like there's any like I never had any insecurities about it. Um it doesn't really limit or do anything get in the way of anything. If anything sex is much better with, you know, the loose skin just because I'm um healthier and I like I said, you know, you have the stamina and uh so as far as insecurities, I think i had more insecurities when i was bigger so you know the right. loose skin really doesn't have an effect at all for you know I, at least for me you're more aerodynamic you know with the loose Absol skin it's it's like it's like a you're like a dolphin yeah exactly <laughs> also uh, as far as insecurities i i mean i i can speak to that because i um it's kind of embarrassing but until actually later in my time with loose skin i didn't take my shirt off around anyone and that included with you know, partners. <laughs> so yeah. there, there were some insecurities there, but at the end of the day, if they have a problem with it, you straight up ask them, Hey, would you rather have this healthy person with you? Or would you rather have this 480 pounds, some bitch who's out of breath after, you know, three seconds, like Poro said. Yeah. In fact. All right. So, Oh, go ahead, go ahead. sorry. Sorry, Gormy. No, it's a, no, you guys can move on. That's fine. I won't talk about it. That's fine. No, no, no I would really I'll like just, um i well i think it's uh, well obviously there's nothing going on um but i i think for me because well, i think for i i yeah, think for, for no like no but i think for me like really it's it's almost the opposite like i think i was more confident in my body when i was bigger you know as many as much as there were functional issues like i think um now it's it's almost like when you're bigger the person can expect, you know, you, you, anyone you're talking to, like can expect that you're a bigger person that there, then mm -hmm. there might be some kind of challenges with you being bigger. Whereas right. when, when, you know, in street clothes, you look like an average looking guy and then you still have, you know, some real physical issues, you know, you know, not just, you know, not just, not scars, like cut scars, but like physical challenges, you know, on your body that, you know, mm -hmm. someone 
that are that I think we make bigger ourselves. Like obviously, like I think it's a it's an it is the, the word insecurity. I think is really great. Like I think or for def- defining that situation. Like I think it really hits. You know that hits home for me because for me it's really about like I don't feel confident in my body, so I don't feel like I'm in a place where I feel confident enough to be like, okay, this is me. Like as much as I can go on Instagram and post a picture and be like, this is me. Like. There's other things that were affected by my weight, you know, and let's not, you know, be delicate about it. But like, you know, we make we make fupa jokes and shit like that all the time. And like, there's parts of my body that are not changing as I lose weight, you know, that are still kind of, you know, in a way permanently disfigured by what I did. So there's well, that, different different things thing to get I through. Like, I feel like a lot of people. Obviously, this always comes up. Is is the uh, whole does your penis get bigger when you lose yeah. weight thing? That was my that was the next question. Of, oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. So ask the question and then I'm, and then we'll dive in. <laughs> so the next question is, does the fat pad around the penis go away when you lose a lot of weight? Go ahead, bro. You, it you go first. Um, <laughs> are we going to call it the fat pad or are we going to call it the fupa? I like the fupa. Okay. So let's talk about the fupa. So uh, the listener, if you are a male – and you are asking yourself this question, what I want you to do is grab your index finger and uh, wrap your other hand around your index finger. Mm-hmm. That, that, that tip that you see there, okay, that is your male genitalia at your overweight state. Once you right. lose an exponential amount of weight, uh, you could slowly start taking a couple fingers away from you know the hand that's holding it. And there is uh, your your friend exposed. So it doesn't, you know, unfortunately, gentlemen, that old rumor, you know, lose 10 pounds, gain, a, gain an inch. None of us are doing porn. Okay. <laughs> Except maybe John. Yeah, exactly. Poppy, you fucking, you rock that shit. <laughs> Um, I don't know what you're talking about. So, so that whole rumor, gaining, you know, lose ten pounds, gain an inch. It isn't true. If you, uh, metaphorically speaking, if you are endowed with a eggplant, banana, or shrimp, that is what you are going to have. Just uh, what is yeah. not exposed will be exposed once you lose that weight. But that's the fun part. See, but I, I don't want this to get like I don't want to take this like to a too serious place, but like. I, I can't I don't think you can say that that's true for everyone. Yeah, not in terms yeah, of, not being, of it being exposed. Well, that's how so I'm trying like, to get it. Like, so, yeah. No, go ahead, John. Go ahead. No, you go ahead, John. You can go in, and then I'll so, I'll add to it. So, so what I was going to say is, it, it basically it, it goes it goes both ways. It either it decreases, like Poro said, or the skin will literally just continue to go down. You know, the 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 weight of the skin is uh, the, the skin has weight. There's no there's no denying that extra skin has weight. So that that skin is still going to hang. So either you're going to be left with more access, or you're going to be left with essentially a bag of skin. And that's just the double edged sword of it all. Um, you never get more. You only have what God gave you. It's just, are you going to be able to see more of it or not? That's you don't gain inches like Poro said. And and I think it weight loss depends on your body. Um, yeah. Like mm-hmm. you know, like and how fat. Like you can't spot reduce areas of your body. And trust me, 
that's one area of your body that if I could spot reduce, I'd figure out how to spot reduce because for me, you know, it's, you know, uh, I don't, I don't want this to become like a biology lesson, but like really, (laughs) no, but I just mean like, it's, I, you know, it's, I, I don't want people to think that like, because when you've been as big as we were for as, and especially for as long as some of us, I mean, I, I'm, you know, a solid, you know, almost 20 years older than all of you. Like my body was that big for that long. And like, so the, Mm -hmm. the deformation left behind is still significant, like very significant, Mm -hmm. like, you know, in terms of like, has the size changed slightly in terms of the pad, but has it gone away? Not at all. Um, If I wear a pair of sweatpants that fit, does it look like I'm smuggling, you know, a grapefruit around with me? It does. It does. Mm -hmm. You know, I've gotten comments people because of people thinking there's something else going on in my pants that and I'm I'm like, no, that's, that's the giant ball. That's no, but it's, then I have to be like, Hey, yeah, that's a giant ball of fat that lives in my pants. So like, yeah. Okay. Um, so I think just know your bot, know that there's, you know, different things happen to different people's bodies. And I, and that's the thing is like, when we talk about loose skin and all this shit, like, I don't want people to to get discouraged because I I I hate getting messages from people that say they're not going to lose weight because yeah yep they're worried about loose skin or they're worried about you know that I the poop is not going to go away like it's it's that's really dumb because that's the least of their worries would you, should be the least would you rather yeah. would you rather be dead because honestly like even if I was completely you know completely even if like my issues don't change at all ever like. Right. I, w- I would rather be alive and deal with mm-hmm. challenges than not be alive at the end of the day. Agreed. So does it mean that I deal with challenges right now? It does. Is it one of the biggest kind of like psychological hurdles that I'm dealing with? It is. Um, but it's still better than living a life that's going to end, you know, like, so I, I think there's, you gotta, you gotta put that in perspective. You gotta figure out a way, you know, for yourself to put that into perspective. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I, I, was, I don't know about you guys, but uh, you know the way that I always looked at weight loss was kind of like if you look at your body like a pyramid, the top of your body is going to change more rapidly than the bottom half of your body, and I think a lot of that. I mean, the way that it was explained to me was it has a lot to do with gravity. I don't know if that's really true, but um, but for me, I noticed that like when I first lost weight, it was I noticed difference in my arm first, and then my face, and then my neck, and then my chest, and then slowly but surely then my stomach started to disappear and then maybe a little bit of the food area and then my legs but it was more of a top to bottom type of deal so like if you get into into the weight loss journey and you're in this in this realm now and you think well if i work out for three months then my dick is going to get bigger i that's just not what it is at all um and i think it's got to do it's it's got to do with the it's got to do with the genetics of how your body holds weight too like it really that's like Mm -hmm. we can all because like we all weighed similar you know had similar weights and have very different body shapes like Mm -hmm. when we were at our heaviest like i think that's something to look at too so right like poro carried uh, from what i've seen poro carried a lot of his weight in the legs but for me i know personally i didn't carry a lot of weight in my legs personally i was more like john said upper body you know i had had Mm -hmm. a huge stomach still still a big stomach but (laughs) i had a huge stomach but you're a power lifter yeah it's called it's my name is papa power belly how you doing Mm -hmm. Uh, how are you there you go yeah. <laughs> and as far as the FUPA, I, I guess an analogy I can put it with is it's kind of like digging digging for treasure with a metal detector. You can either find a dagger or you can find a sword, but you better be ready to fight with it because, you know, you got what you got, <laughs> like John said. 
So there you go. I uh, like that analogy. I need to write that well, down. <laughs> Quote me. Joel texts that to him. Joel texts that to him later. He's not going to be able to write it down. Text that to him later. Thank you for telling America how dumb I am. I don't even have his number. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I mean DM. I mean DM. Uh, what What's the next question on your list, Poro? Okay, so let's get away from the 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 sexual. I know the penis and the sexual stuff so fun, but all right. Um, Sex ed with the Fantastic Four. I struggle to keep. <laughs> I struggle to keep my partner accountable on this journey, and um, I find myself doing most of this alone. Any help, um, John? You can go first, or whoever, whoever um, wants to attack it. I mean, finding an accountability partner in itself is hard. Um, I don't think that it's written in the book that it has to be your significant other, even if you both are kind of on this so-called journey together. Um, Mm -hmm. When I started, I didn't even know, you know, I said this all the time, I didn't even know what accountability was. And it was uh, was Steve Arnone that taught me really what accountability was. And when I first started my journey, Steve had already lost a big portion of his weight. And, uh, you know, he had to show me basically what accountability is. So you need to find accountability in in someone around you. Um, and I know that that might not be what this person kind of wants to hear. They kind of want to hear, well, how can I make my significant other be more accountable? But honestly, the the journey in itself is more of an individual path. And there's many places that you can find accountability. It doesn't just have to be that one person. And that one person needs to find the accountability themselves too. You can't just rely on you know each other to get you to that finish line. Um, it, it would it be great in a perfect world, absolutely, but it's just it just doesn't happen that way. And I hope that this person does find accountability somewhere, and I hope that they don't just kind of get off the path just because they can't find it in in their significant other. Yeah, well, I th- I think you're right. I think, but I think at the end of the day too, like it it goes back to that idea of what can we control and what can't we control. You can't control right. another person. You cannot make another person do something. So even if you sat down together and said, this is what we're going to do together, right? You're, you're, you're committed, right? You're 100% in. That person could have been not telling the truth. They might not mm-hmm. have been as committed. They might not be as committed. They might, not, they might be derailing. They might have a lot of things going on. So I think, especially if it's your significant other, like you should be able to have an honest conversation and say, we set out on this together and this is what I, you know, I feel like there's something going on and, and talk about it and talk through it and try to encourage them to be honest with you about what's going on for them. And if they can't be like, I think at the end of the day, you have to be ready for the worst case scenario. And that's, they say, I'm doing my best or this isn't going to work or whatever, you know, in terms of them continuing on the journey, like you need to be able to go it alone. Like you have to mm-hmm. like, yeah. cause even like you're, you're saying, John, like find accountability, like you might not find someone that fits in right away with you to help you with that accountability. Like it might take time and you can't put your, you can't put yourself on hold until you find someone else to, to be your accountability partner. Like if it's got to be the person in the mirror until you find that person, then it's got to be the person in the mirror and don't accept, don't ever say, well, my partner isn't doing it. So I'm not going to do it. Like that's just using that situation to allow yourself to make it. It's just a crutch. Yeah. Just making a, you know, a crutch. Exactly. That's the um, is in the world. So, I, you know, I'm sure. Oh, good. No. Oh, good. No, uh, God, I'm going to say, like, I'm sure if, if all of us here today had to find an accountability partner to get where we are, I feel like none of us would have gotten there. Because I'm sure yeah. a lot of people who yeah. are, you know, you know, 
any even like 300 pounds or above or 400 pounds above anywhere when you got yourself to that level especially when you get above 400 like we all were you got there by really not caring no one got to four or five hundred pounds by accident so it's really finding mm-hmm. accountability to yourself and finally standing up and saying no i want to live i want to care for myself this is what's best for me i got to do this for me and just stop looking for outside motivation because that outside motivation is not always going to be there I, I hate to tell people that, but everybody looks for motivation outside. Really, you got to find that mm-hmm. dedication and discipline inside, and care for yourself. It's that's just the way I look at it. It may I may sound yep. like a dick. I probably do, um, but it's just you know taking taking your life by the reins and being accountable to yourself. Anyways, go ahead. Agreed. There we go. Uh, no, I was just gonna say. Like, like, you know, you guys all touched on you, you really can't, you can't force accountability. You can't force, you know, a diet on somebody else. Um, and I don't know if this question is specific to exactly right now, but you know, right now it's, it's going to be extremely difficult, you know, with, you know, a lot of people don't have access to workout equipment. Obviously all the gyms are closed. Um, there's so many different factors, um, you know, whether you have, and it's not an excuse, but you know, maybe you have kids in the house and you have to feed the kids and there's just, so, there's so many different variables out there. But like you guys said, it really, it all comes down to, you know, self-discipline and just trying to be an example. Um, that's all it is like mm-hmm. living with my, living with my mom now. Um, you know, she, she caught, she she's monkey see monkey do. She caught on to my routines. She's not waking up. Oh, well, obviously not right now, but she's not waking up at 4 a.m. to do CrossFit. But she, you know, she sees discipline and she obviously has seen the results over the years. And she just asked me, I don't cook for her. She just does her own thing. Like I just, you know, gave her little tips and stuff. And you really, even if it's not your significant other, you just, anybody around you, you can't force these habits because that's what they are. They're habits. Um, you can't force that on anybody. Exactly. So if if you're asking, you know, how to get your partner accountable, um, you kind of just need to look in the mirror and just reevaluate, you know, yourself kind of, um, give them their space, have a talk, um, be like, you know, I thought we were in this again. Maybe you guys started as a new year's resolution, but like, Hey, you know, what's going on? Is everything all right? Are you stressed? Again, if this is, you know, a time sensitive question, but you really, you know, you, you just, all you can do is be an example. Um, and it all comes down to that person finding something that is sustainable. Um, I know Joel, right. you, uh, you and your girl are both power lifters. Um, and that's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great. But no two people are going to, you know, it's rare to have the same activity level or, you know, workout routine that is enjoyable for two people, the same diet that works and is sustainable for the two same two people. So, um, you just need to find common ground and just be there for each other. Right. And, and also even remember that is, accountability. Oh, uh, sorry. I was just going to say, even though it is hard to find that thing that works for both of you, just like Poro said, you know, leading by example, it's infectious because Whenever I really got serious into powerlifting was when, you know, Caitlin and I moved in together. And when she moved down here to North Carolina, uh, we really started getting serious about our diet, serious about powerlifting. And she really led that. She was uh, she was the one who was like, hey, is that all, is is that really a healthy choice to eat? Hey, let's let's eat our meal plan, blah, blah, blah. 
all that. And it was infectious. You know, she was doing so well. She was getting stronger. She was losing weight. And, you know, I wanted to keep up. I want to do the same thing. I was like, well, this worked for her. I want to do it too. So if you're trying mm-hmm. to get your significant other to, you know, be accountable and maybe catch on, just start by leading by example. It doesn't have to be, you know, a confrontation or an intervention and say, hey, we need to lose weight. It's just start doing it yourself and show them it's possible. You know, get get them going, light that fire, and then it's it spreads, is just from my experience. Anyways, take it away, John. I was just going to say, I mean, for those that are looking for accountability or an accountability partner per se, just remember that accountability doesn't actually have to come from a person or uh, someone close to you. You can find accountability anywhere. It could be a, a, even just a solid long-term goal that'll keep you accountable. I mean, if you if you want to fit into like a smaller size jeans or, you know, the summer's coming up, you want to fit into, you know, that bathing suit, use that as the accountability. It doesn't actually have to be a living, breathing person that is keeping you accountable all the time. Because like we, like we all just said, only you are going to stay accountable to yourself. You know, only you are going to know what you're doing and what you're not doing right. Um, you know, you could hide things from your significant other as bad as that sounds. And your significant other can hide things from you if you both, you don't, obviously you both don't work at the same job. So when you get out of work, you could go hit up Wendy's on the way home. Your significant other would never know. You both do your workout. You both think you both did the right thing. You know what I'm saying? So accountability just doesn't have to be one significant person. There is accountability everywhere in this world. You just need to find what you're quote unquote attracted to and go and, and, and follow that. There you go. Next question. Uh, okay. Let's, uh, have a little bit of a humor s question this is from a gentleman from the glory hole bar and grill chat all right Mm. you guys are in a wrestling match with each other who wins (laughs) um so i i want to start this one off was it vince uh i can't i'm not i'm not gonna be at liberty (laughs) but uh i'm gonna i'm gonna say for me it would have to be tag team and to be fair, I would pick the teams and I would say it would be Jarp and Gormy for the simple fact that you have the professional with the old guy. And then it would and, and then it would be me and Joel because um I'm a I'm a weakling and I, I need I need a power lifter to have my back. Well yeah, I think I, it's, I, I fight well, dirty. This is no DQ. But if it well, was, was, if it was every man for themselves, obviously it would be Jarp. Come on. Oh, stop it. You're the stop pro. No, we, all, we, all team, we all team up on Jarp. Then we well, take let's each be other re- out. Well, let's <laughs> be realistic. You know, let, let's be realistic. Um, professional wrestling is about knowing the moves and the, the, you know, how to not hurt yourself while you're doing it. And I think there are three of us here that would probably uh, kick our own asses when we tried to do anything to look cool. And Absolutely. John, John, John would be the only one that knew how to take a hit or take a fall without, you know, actually destroying himself. So I think just by letting us letting us play for a few minutes, he would find that he had three wheezing bags of paint on the floor <laughs> and he could, he could he could climb climb up, unhook the suitcase and take home the belt. Fact, but I would put you guys over. Yeah. No problem. Don't even worry about that. I make you look real good, kid. <laughs> right, you're you're right. six five. I'm going low on you in a second. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> oh wow! I know you got. Uh, I know you got some problems, so I'm coming for him. <laughs> Fact. Yeah, Gormy looks, 
Gormy makes it sound like I'm so professional, yet I'm the, I'm the only one I know that tore his meniscus during training on his birthday. So <laughs> That's true. But hey, I tore my meniscus squatting. Yeah. So. And the, the key exactly. phrase there, Jarvis, is you're the only one that has had any training. Although, right. I, to be fair, to be fair, I am working on perfecting the move I call the flying squirrel, where I climb up <laughs> to the side of the ring. I, I spread my arms and I take to the air. Um, I glide on my loose skin. It is so, so far, um, I can get about five or six feet before I fall. So um, I'm working on that. I'm working, on the, flying, so I'm working on the flying squirrel. He's just going to fly around the ring the while we glider? each other up. Ooh, I like it. There we go. I like it too, but I, I want to call Gourmet. His professional wrestling name is now the Sugar Glider. <laughs> I think it makes I, I think I, it makes a lot of sense. It makes that makes more sense. Uh, what's next, Alex? All right, uh, I'm finding a good one. All right, this one's kind of a open question because who really knows? Um, are you guys going to be all right financially after this? Hmm. It's a tough one. Yeah, that's deep. That one's interesting. That one hit me in a place where I wasn't even thinking about. <laughs> yeah. Right. We were just talking yeah, about squirrels, so. and now it's like, wow, it's deep. Uh, yeah. I think it depends. Um, on, I think it. De- I think it depends on how long this shit goes on. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, really is you know? the the unknown. I think it depends on how long it goes on, and then what the world looks like when it's over. You know, like right. what. You know what? What's left standing? So I, I have no idea. I'd like to think so. so you know. So I'm, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, be we're positive. Gonna say, we're going to all say yes. Yeah. yeah we're, exactly. we're going to be fucking. Mm-hmm. We're all going to be fine. We're going to be fine. Just, just like Gourmet said in the beginning, we're we're all sunshine and rainbows. So we're going to keep that theme going. There we go. <laughs> and if so not, I'm, I'm going to sell one, Poro's feet pics. Hey, you got to You got to That's the wrong kind of picture you're selling, Jar. <laughs> yeah, but i mean the one thing i like about this time is from what i'm seeing at least from what i've witnessed is how people are coming together uh yes you know with the the government stimulus stimulus checks and you know electric companies working with people rent people working with people it's just people people are really working with each other right now instead of saying oh hey you lost your job too bad you know it, it's mm-hmm. just like people are coming together and it's not quite every man for himself yet. You never know if this goes on another year, which I highly doubt it will. Well, relax, the guy. Relax. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, look, it can't be all sunshine and rainbows, but it's yeah. I, I think everybody's gonna be all right. But you know, I keep relating this to, um, and and we're all old enough to kind of remember this um, that post nine eleven feeling, like when nine eleven first happened, and then um, everything after that. How kind of this country just kind of came together and kindness was was more of a thing and then somehow over like the last 11 years we kind of just forgot about that but right now i'm kind of especially living in new york i, I kind of feel like people are kinder to each other because we're all going through this struggle together um you know it pe- you know people think in new york and it's like you walk down the street and a guy says go fuck yourself nine times out of ten yeah that, that probably will happen but um people are just way nicer now um i've been going on walks and uh it, you know people smile at each other now if they're not wearing a mask which they should be but the, you know people smile at each other now um they wave to each other everyone kind of checking on each other which is different and it's good and it's positive so if if this whole positive energy if, if you believe in energy and you believe that energy can kind of manipulate the world a little bit i think that this kind of reset that we've never seen before in our lifetime 
I think this positiveness can take us a long way if we remember how we're feeling right now. Um, I think that once the world goes back to normal, it might actually be a nicer place. See, now the funny thing is like, and I'm going to come down on the exact opposite of what you're saying. Cause like, I honestly, Mm -hmm. I think right now what's happening is causing people to generate more fear and more mistrust. And that's manifesting into some, I'm seeing some real negativity, like real in online and in person, like online and in person, like one, I think in person, like, I think this idea that, you know, people are calling the police on their neighbors and all of that happening and it's being encouraged and people well, are, you know, and, and there are people doing some things where, yeah, they're making, they're putting people in danger and that should be addressed. But you're seeing stories of people, you know, actual people telling the story of themselves having the police called on them because they were in the driveway with their kids, like on their property. Like, mm-hmm. I think there's, there's a lot going on. Like we have to remember, you know, there's, we're still human beings and we're still, we're not like, I, I, I won't go too far down that rabbit hole, but I think we're in, I think the fear is causing a lot of people to be too willing to give up um, some basic, some, some basic rights and that those rights can be respected and people can still be safe. And mm-hmm. I think fear also makes people go to a place of it, some, hey, for some people, yeah. it makes them, it makes them go to a place of hate and like, it's making them go to a place of, no one. I see a lot of people not giving people the benefit of the doubt anymore, and not giving people grace. And it's it's honestly, I it's it's been something that's been sickening to me, to be honest with you. And um, I want this time to end because I want people to realize that this sense of community that everyone loves to talk about all the time. I think we're seeing, especially in some online spaces. Um, it it wasn't as real as people like to believe it was because people are turning on each other really, really quickly and, and making some severe judgments about people that I, I don't think are fair. And I'm not going to name names or go into any of the actual bullshit going on, but I right. honestly like, I, I um, like, I'll be honest with you. Like if I wasn't living alone, I would probably not be on social media at all right now. Like with the amount of negativity I'm seeing, like it's, it, it can well, get over. People to shut off the news. Well, I don't watch the news and I don't watch any of that. I'm talking about like what actual people that I thought I know I knew well, you know, mm-hmm. coming at people. Gotcha. And like I'm I'm talking about like actual situations, not just oh, yeah. things okay. I'm watching. Like I just mm-hmm. think I think people are forgetting I think people have forgotten what it was like the day after nine eleven. Like I think people have forgotten what it's like to have a crisis bring them together and instead they're letting this crisis drive them apart. And <sighs> I, I think that just makes me really sad. And it's just uh, these so, people a lot a lot yeah. of people have there's so much time on their hands right now. So all they have mm-hmm. is their phone. So like literally, okay, first weekend, I was going crazy. I was working out still twice a day. I was riding my bike for 20 miles, 30 miles. Why, are, why aren't you staying at home? You should be staying inside. And then I picked up a job. You really couldn't just stay at home? Like, you're, you're, you know, this is how this stuff spreads. I'm like, Okay. I was like, understandably, my mother works at a hospital. She's still working. I need, I mean, do I physically need to? No, but I, it's just, I feel, you know, like, I feel like I need to do it. You know, I need to go to work. Mm -hmm. I need to collect the paycheck. I, I, Florida was a hot mess for unemployment. And I had an opportunity. I had an opportunity. I mean, just everywhere, every state in general. Um, but I had an opportunity for work. I hopped on it. I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. I love oh, yeah. it. You did the right thing, bro. You did the right thing. 
You know what yeah. I mean? And 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 Jarp, you you have to. That's your family's business. That that is your well being. Like mm-hmm. my dad, my dad has owned a hair salon in Boca for thirty years. I don't know if he's gonna. He doesn't even know, know if he's gonna. Yeah, he doesn't know if he's gonna recover. Um, and it's mm-hmm. scary, but he's accepted that. Mm-hmm. He's accepted that, and it's it's a small business. Like I said, he's been there for thirty years. He's got a couple, you know, a couple. Uh, ladies that work for him they rent a chair and they're frustrated but he's frustrated too it is a fucking right. uncertain and scary time right now you have to show up for work for for your parents for your family mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. yes i took it upon myself to get a job because i know personally i can control food but when i'm sitting at home and all i have is i can only work out so much i uh what I, i'll just Dude, be I in my fucking, you, bro. i will just be in my fucking head so i picked up mm-hmm. reading. Yeah. uh mm-hmm. you know shout out to mr michael gorman for sending me that book um i'm probably gonna finish it and then read it again but i just got xbox live i played with uh with some friends the other night and i just i cannot sit and like watch tv or play video games for the life of me anymore um it's just so yeah i picked up a job and mm-hmm. i fucking have people jumping down my throat so it, it just comes to a point that you have to understand that like you said Gourmet, it's bringing out the worst of people and they literally there's nothing better to do than just to sit on your phone and just pick at people you know what i mean like oh my well, god I, I can't i can't believe he's going to the grocery store every day it's like okay well maybe that person is living you know what i mean day by day and they you know what i mean you don't know everybody's circumstances so just shut the fuck up excuse my language well i mean and i i mean like let's look at like on facebook and instagram what is like one of the biggest of those challenges going around like those games to play going around right now it's the list 10 things that you hate that everyone else loves Mm. like oh (laughs) like for me i'm like so why like because i hate those things that are about like crapping on something that someone else enjoys like and i feel like that's just what it is it's like encourage like it's an it's a way for people to vent you know some negativity and it's just like oh change it and write 10 things just write 10 things that you love you know why can't you just share 10 things that you love like why does it have to be 10 things that other people like that you don't like like i need to let you know that i don't like what you like like where does that that's that whole entitlement of communication thing that I think, you know, was pervasive before all this is happening, but it, it's intensifying. And I think it's, there's a difference between being in a, in a position where you should be, you know, or, or someone asks for your opinion, or you just think mm-hmm. it's your job to share your opinion. Like you, and if it's your page, I have no problem with people ranting and ranting about what they're seeing and not liking what they're seeing and, you know, being upset when they see people doing different things, like do that on your page. But to go to someone else's page and attack them, like, right? Nah, nah, you don't have that right. right. Like that's the that's 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 that part of humanity that I think we're we're missing, you know, during different so, parts of this. So right. So, so wait, Gorby, I actually I have to ask you a question. Yep. Are they are, are they really going door to door in Rhode Island, seeing if people are harboring New York citizens in Rhode Island? Um, I don't. I don't think. They're not. I don't think they're going door to door, but I do think that if they see a New York license plate, um, they're they're talking to the people who own the car. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, I think they're doing they're doing it for all out of state. Well, like Massachusetts right now, you're not supposed to cross state lines in Massachusetts. You know, in and out of Massachusetts, if you're, unless you're going for work. So if you wow. go if you go for any other reason, you're supposed to quarantine. Like there's you know random little, but it's not like. 
they're not coming on TV saying, if you see someone from New York, call the police and they're going to be questioned. Like, I think what's happened is I think they they went through because there was a, a mass exodus from New York when it was rumored that New York City was going to shut yeah. down. And mm-hmm. so the beach town, one of the one of the beach towns here got overwhelmed with people showing up and the resources like aren't normally in place this time of year for people to be staying in all their summer homes. And gotcha. I think I think that caused a little bit of alarm. So I think they responded by saying. They going and telling people to quarantine and however they're I don't think they're ha- probably handling it right and I'm sure it's being mishandled and misinterpreted and but it's I think it's more the media picking it up and running with it is this is like something that's happening they're not no one's come to my house yet and asked to look under you know look under my floorboards to see if I'm harboring any New Yorkers yet <laughs> well let me know when that happens yeah, don't tell don't tell anybody about the New Yorkers I have down here so I, I won't yeah I, won't. I mean we won't we won't you got any more questions Alex. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll do one more and then we'll hop over to yours. Um, okay. So do you guys still eat unhealthy sometimes or strictly healthy only? Um, oh yeah. I take I it away. Do. Take it away, Joel. <laughs> and, um, one, one, <laughs> one, one thing about, uh, that just recently happened in my life is I started doing, you know, weight loss and accountability coaching. And one thing I like to drive home to people is this is not, you know, a, a strict 90 day diet and then you're good. This is, and just like Jarp always says, you know, the, you know, the anti-diet diet club, um, it's not a diet. You can't just expect to eat exactly healthy for the rest of your life. You got to really build that lifestyle, um, mm-hmm. finding ways to fit that in there. I mean, obviously some people are all or nothing perfectionists, but for me personally, um, I like to have, you know, balance in there. Like I'll definitely unhealthy sometimes, but you know, most it's more what you do most of the time. If that makes sense. I feel like I just rambled for a minute. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, I think right. that's, I, that's a good perspective. I, I think for me, I, I think, and I've talked about this before on the show, like I've taken the word cheat out of my language because I think that I, you cheating, where does cheating get you? Because you know where, like, so I, talk everything i eat is a choice so if i eat something that's not because i'm the keto guy if i eat something that's not keto it's because i'm choosing to eat what something that's not keto and then i have to deal with the consequences of it and does that happen it's happened uh but i i think the bigger thing is like and and again this is going to be me being a bit of bit of a jerk but like i think if someone is just starting like because i also see way too often people just starting their weight loss journeys who have two and three hundred pounds to lose asking when they can have a cheat meal and it's like simmer down simmer simmer down and get your stuff together you've been cheating for years you know you've been you've already had that you ate that stuff last week you just got started don't ask me if in your first month you can have a day off like no get get some work done and work (laughs) on it actually get it because i honestly think like and you guys know this like we have when you're 500 pounds you have a met whether you want to admit it or not you have a messed up relationship with food that you need to work on and when you put in that work and you can start to see food in the proper perspective, then you can start to make those choices. But I agree. If you if you make those choices too soon, you're going to find yourself in a boatload of trouble, a very large boatload of trouble. Like so mm-hmm. take take a deep take a deep breath and suck suck it up for a while. Like yeah. work on why like I even think like when someone says that to me, I say why do you want it? Why do you want that cheat meal? Well, because I need to let off steam or I need to, I can't, I can't be so strict. Well, why can't you like keep asking that person? Why? Like get to the real reason why you want to have that cheat meal. And it, it's probably just because you miss the food and you miss it. And yeah, you're going to miss it. 
there's going to be a lot of things you miss, but you've had a lot of that food in your life. And sometimes, and like, that's the thing is like, I, I think, and I was talking with someone else about this this week in a recording, like different levels of restriction are important at different levels, different times in our journey. Like there are times yeah. where you have to say, I can let that happen. And there are times where you, have, you can say, I can't let that happen. And you have to be okay right. with, with allowing that to evolve. And you have to be, mm-hmm. be okay, okay with learning when you can be conscious of when you're doing it. And if you know you're doing mm-hmm. it for an okay reason, then mm-hmm. do it. You know, if it's an experience, you know, you're going to miss out on like a real experience that you're going to miss out on, go ahead and do it. But if you're doing it because you're bored or you miss eating that kind of food, you need to you need to think about it. You need to examine that relationship and be honest with where those feelings are coming from. And if you're being mm-hmm. honest, and even if you're being honest with you want to just say, fuck it and have it, be honest with that, but be ready for the consequences and don't beat yourself up. Like don't treat yourself like you're this evil cheating monster because you did it. Get get up the next day and go back on with your life. Don't reactionary fast mm-hmm. for three days. Don't decide to do a detox and a cleanse because you did it. Like none of that crap. Get back on your routine. You made your choices. Now move on. Mm-hmm. Right. One thing my uh, my girlfriend said one time that really stuck with me is you never fall off. You just fall behind. And when people, especially when I'm working with people on weight loss, a lot of them get really discouraged when they mess up. They're like, hey, I messed up over eight. That's fine. You know, it happens. Everybody deals with these with their certain vices. The important thing, like like you said, Gormy, is getting up, dusting yourself off and getting back on track, not trying to over adjust mm-hmm. or like you said, reactionary fast. You know, it's in the past. It happened. Like you said, deal with the consequences, but don't let that snowball into two or three more days of bad eating or going back to your old habits. Get back up, get on track. Today's a new day. Agreed. I agree. I mean, uh, Joel said it before, I've kind of, you know, made this whole anti-diet diet diet club thing. And basically it comes down to knowing that the food decisions that we make in the long run on this journey, you know, you can't put yourself in that vice of I'm on a diet. If you do that, you're going to want to go against your own, your own ideologies. You're going to want to go against the system. I feel like as humans, we want to break rules. Can we, as a group kind of agree to that? Like if someone tells you you can't do something, you automatically want to do it, right? Oh, yeah. Us as a group, oh, yeah. we can all play that. Okay, so I think that for me personally, so I can answer the question that Alex asked. Um, I eat during the week. I meal prep, much like Alex does. I'm sure Joel does. I'm sure Gormy does. I meal prep. I meal prep. You know, on a Sunday before my work week, and I eat my my meals Monday through Friday. I eat my prep meals. Um, on the weekend, am I a little bit more lenient? Do I go out to restaurants? Excuse me. <clears throat> Absolutely. But I know the track that I am on and I know the goals that I want to hit. And I know that the decision that I make to eat X, Y, and Z now will have a result. And that's, that's really all it is. Never look at the decision that you're making is a cheat because then a cheat turns into a habit. And I think that that's what a lot of people need to realize. Mm -hmm. And don't want to make that habit. Another thing people don't realize is you know, to get to lose weight, it's not you don't have to eat, you know, you don't have to be miserable. There are options out there where you can find foods that you still enjoy that you can fit into your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not about, you know, being miserable. You have to eat this bold chicken and steamed broccoli. Sorry, Alex. Um, <laughs> you don't have to have no flavor. It's just, you know, you got to find the way. Like I tell people all the time, 
going to a restaurant, they, I mean, now they almost ever list the calorie count, which is awesome. And there's always going to be some kind of option to where you can make a better choice than what you would have made before. Like even mm-hmm. I'm sure at McDonald's, I haven't been there in a while, but you know, even at McDonald's, I'm sure you can make a better choice than you would have before, you know, based off, you know, four Big Macs. Or even just going breadless. I, I tell people all the time when they first start, even if you just make the decision to go breadless on a lot of things, you're going to make significant change. Like it wasn't until right. I decided to cut out bread that I realized how much goddamn bread I was really eating mm. and how many calories are in that bread. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to. It's religion. It is. I'm born but, with a loaf of bread in my hand. It just happened. <laughs> yeah, it's garlic bread. But also, just <laughs> just like you said, it's it's more about small. T- I believe in small tweaks adding up to a bigger lifestyle change instead of just trying to overhaul Amen. your night, overhaul your life overnight. And going from eating, you know, a Big Mac every day and pizza every day to eating that bowl of chicken and rock and broccoli and the oatmeal and just get complete lifestyle change overnight. That's not sustainable, in my opinion. So it's like mm-hmm. making a small tweak like, OK, today, instead of eating, you know, this chicken sandwich, I'm just going to take the bread off, still have the lettuce, the tomato, the chicken breast. but I'm just going to take off the bread or I might still have this burger, but I'm not going to have the tater tots or the bun, you know, just it, little tweaks like that will add up very quickly, and people don't realize that. I feel like. I agree. I definitely agree on that. Alex, you didn't have anything to say on this one. Anything you wanted to add? Um. So for me, um, pre quarantina or you know COVID nineteen, uh, I was on a very self structured uh bulk, right. and um, you know that was. Optimally, because I was doing two days a lot. I was doing cross in the morning, then doing um, bodybuilding, weight training at the end of the day. Um, but you know, I've had to make some tweaks and make some adjustments and cut some calories and cut some carbs. Um, and uh, that's that's been fine at all. You know, I've I've been on this journey for end of this month. It's going to be three years, and um, you know, I've you know picked up things here and there along the way, and at the same on the same token yes i've made the adjustments as far as you know how much rice i'm doing in each meal or how many ounces of meat i'm doing in each meal but at the same time i'm still we're still human and um you know there is i think the word is like dopamine it's like the high that you get yeah you know we we mm-hmm. get that sa- right. we get that same enjoyment from food but like certain foods you're just going to straight up fi- i mean it's going to taste great but you're just going to feel like shit the next day um what was it like two, two right. weeks ago? Two weeks ago, I posted that delicious meatball hoagie. Um, oh God, was, you didn't call it a hoagie, did you? Oh, I don't know. Listen, submarine sandwich, a hoagie, uh, whatever no, you want to. Uh, it's, it's a hero. A hero. A hero. Uh, you had a meatball no, hero, hero, John. Thank you. I want a hero. Uh, so that thing was delicious, <laughs> and I, I had zero. I want an RP now. <laughs> I had zero. <laughs> Zero regrets from that. Um, and then I went ahead and I I had a pint of ice cream. Uh, again, I didn't have any regrets, but there's just no quality. There's no good feeling from eating after ice cream. Just besides the sweet touch that you you know you feel when you're eating it. Um, but there's <laughs> been took a big shit. The next day, you? Touch. you took a big shit. A huge one. Um, but you know, again, there's been. Everybody's talking about, and I see you posting a lot, John. Um, you know, local mom and pop restaurants. And the other night, 
Mama Poro, uh, her friend, family-owned, you know, Italian restaurant, Stallone's. Yes, they are, uh, you know, related to Sylvester. Um, mm. And shit, time, you know, it's it's rough out there for small businesses. So she said, hey, do you want to you want to get a pizza? So She's like, do you want to get a pizza and, and I'll get wings? I'm like, uh, you know, and it was the middle of the week. I have all my meals prepped. I'm like, yeah. I was like, yeah, that's fine. And again, like I, I didn't regret it. Um, I knew, and I think it all comes down to understanding, um, you know, the fluctuations. If you're in the beginning of your journey, it doesn't even have to be in the beginning of your journey. There's people who have been on this journey and that scale still can be a huge mental fuck. Um, and you know, I've come to the point that I understand fluctuations. I understand Mm -hmm. that bread and certain foods are going to sit and you should be like, holy shit, how did I gain eight pounds? Oh, you had pizza fat ass. Um, but (laughs) which actually (laughs) let's, 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 let's pull the language back guys a little bit. Okay. Like every other word doesn't need to be a swear, Alex, when you're talking about food. (laughs) So, (laughs) So to answer the question, um, I, I still like John does. I still, I still meal prep. Um, and you know, like you said, I don't call them cheats, but it, it's, it's not wrong to every so often, you know, just, I don't even know how to just, I don't want to say give into your temptation, but yeah, I not think, give into temptation, but live your the- life. I think the last time we all got together on a, on a chat, I think I said it. Um, I stopped calling them cheats. They're more treats. Um, mm. Because a treat, you give yourself once in a while as a good going, buddy. But a mm. cheat is this nasty word. And once you cheat once, you kind of just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that's just all like vocabulary and how your mind kind of like processes things and stupid JRP stuff that we don't need to get into. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And like Poro said about fluctuations, I don't know if y'all had the same experience that I did, but, um, you know, being a fat parallel, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but when I was, you know, really <laughs> serious into my eating, I would eat, you know, my, my chicken and peas or my chicken and rice, all that. I would eat that for a couple of days straight and I wouldn't see the scale move, but then I would screw up, you know, I'd eat a hamburger or something like that. But th- it was weird because the next day I would see the scale go down because it mm-hmm, fluctuates. Mm-hmm. And then I tricked myself in my mind to being like, oh, I ate that hamburger yesterday, but I lost weight. That means I can eat it more. And then I would get into a habit of eating bad. And then I realized the scale would be either going up or, you know, flattening out. And I almost tricked myself into thinking, oh, that's okay. So be careful with fluctuations. Again, I don't know if it was just the the way my body processed it or the more activity level, whatever Mm -hmm. it was. It's just beware of fluctuations. I think think it happens to everyone. I, I think the reality is, especially for men. The, our bodies can fluctuate 10 to 15 pounds of weight at different times of a day even like mm-hmm. yeah. and so like all depending on like when you're weighing yourself and what's happening in those circumstances and what you're changing and sometimes different foods push our bodies to do a different thing or cause our digestion to go in a different way and can cause a fluctuation like i, I think for me i think the biggest thing is like there's no and this is, again, I, I think in some ways I think differently about some of the stuff than you guys do. Um, but, like, one, I hate when people say, you got to live. Like, no, you don't. You don't have to live. You could die. Like, so mm-hmm. if, having that, if having that cheat is going to push you into a place where you fall back into a bad pattern or pushes you off the wagon, you know, don't do it. Like, 
I think there's, and there's also, there's never, there's never like the other phrase that I hate more that none of y'all have used um, is when someone says going out for ice cream because I earned it. No, you didn't earn it. Like <laughs> you, earned you, you earned every piece of food you put into your body. Like, so stop trying to say that, like somehow you've done something that you earned, like you're making a choice. Just admit that it's like, don't like, here's what I'm just saying is like, don't. And, and this, I, we, we, we don't need to talk about this for four hours, but I think at the end of the day, like, don't think about it as you, you earn it because when you think about it as a choice, it's more empowering. Earn, like saying that you earned it, like makes you think that you can earn it again and earn it again and earn it again. Whereas like when you're making that choice, if you know that you're choosing to eat, you know, a meatball hero or you're choosing to eat a pan of lasagna, I'm assuming that's what you eat, John. Um, yes, pans. Like, yeah, pans. Um, <laughs> like, look empower yourself to make those choices and empower yourself to make a choice. Like if you want to eat ice cream, eat the freaking ice cream. Like this is a discussion I have a lot with, with someone I found on the show before, not recently, but before miles, like he and I talk about like our foods worth it or not. Like, and start to think about like, cause there's in the keto world, there's all these like fake things like that people have made that try to resemble real foods, like real treats, like cookies, like mm -hmm. keto cookies specifically. I've yet, although honestly, I just had one this week that is pretty damn close. But for the most part, most keto cookies are garbage. But we eat them because it's almost like having a cookie. It's almost like having a cookie. Whereas at the end of the day, if you had just had one real cookie, you probably would have done better. Like you probably wouldn't have then fixated on, okay, I kind of felt like I almost had a cookie, but it really didn't hit scratch that itch. Like make your choices, be okay with your choices. Like and and that just means be okay with it. Like, don't beat yourself up and be like, oh, well, now I've ruined my life. Like, no, you ate something. And, and like, really, at the end of the day, if the worst thing you've done in your life is you eat a meal that's off your diet plan, that's not really an evil, an evil deed. It, you just made a choice that's going to yeah. make you have to do a little more work. So make your choices, mm -hmm. do the work that's needed to deal with those choices and move on. Like, I think it's people get trapped in that mindset of fixating on it and fixating on it when it, like, when you have a planned, you know, when they've when they plan that once a month meal that's gonna be their cheat meal and they have to fit everything in on that day, like and it becomes like something that completely sets them back a week. Like, no, make a choice in a meal. Like, don't worry about it. Like if you're you're somewhere and you see something and you wanna have it or you wanna try something, do it. And then make your next choice good, like and move on. Mm -hmm. But don't be a month in and just decide that, you know, you want a slice of right. pizza. Well that's a whole not that's a whole other thing. Like honestly, like yeah. Lose your lose that first hundred pounds and then talk about it. But right. it doesn't have to be a specific number. But really what I mean is, like I said, work on that relationship with food. And when you feel like you can handle it, make the choice. But if you know you can't handle the choice, don't make it. Mm -hmm. I agree. Amen. So we, want to move on, we want to move on to some of my questions now. Let's do it. Yeah, I like your people. Okay. Well, no, this was that last one was Alex's. So now we got to move on. No, I know, but I'm saying in general, no. I like your people. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Once you hear these questions, I don't know if you're you well, your people. If you will. Um, what do you mean your people? Shut up, Joel. He means the Irish. Um, so <laughs> oh, yeah. let's let's see. Do we want to start with a serious? That was pretty serious. What we just talked about. So let let's let's do one that's that's kind of fun, but also uh, ha makes us have to give some opinions. Who? Amongst the four of you, is the toughest and most outspoken? John, are you kidding me? <laughs> Come on, actually, actually, it's a uh, or is it or is it Gormy? 
pulling up? The toughest? That was that was part of the question, right? Who's the toughest? Yeah, toughest and most Definitely outspoken. Gormy. By far, Gormy. Gormy's been to like hell and back three times and managed to lose all the weight. So he's definitely That's the true. toughest. I just heard outspoken and thought of, uh, you know, I keep going back to the Italian stereotype, but I thought of John. <laughs> um, oh, thanks, bud. Fucking right. Yeah. No, Gormy is, a, I will always say this Gormy is one of the toughest SOPs right now. Yes. He's, okay. he's, it's, been, it's not, he's it's, been to hell and back twice. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll accept that, but I am definitely not the most outspoken amongst the four of us. I bite my tongue more than All I should. All right, so who's the, most, who, who's, who's the most outspoken, Gormy? Who do I think is the most outspoken? Hmm. Yeah. I, I, this, this is going to be like a, 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 a safety move, but I think in different ways, uh, Poro and John, you guys are, are the most outspoken. Like I think you both you both tend to speak your minds. I, I also think you share a lot. Like uh, Poro, much, I think you br- you yeah. Mm-hmm. But I, I but I think there's 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 a way to you know one that's a lesson you can learn obviously. But I think also like I, I think about you know outspoken about you know when you talk about your workouts and and what you're going through you know being in quarantine and having to to adapt them. Like I think that's a form of being outspoken that. You know, I, I think is resonating for people. I think that's a good thing. And John, I I, I, I think you just you just don't sling any bullshit. Like I, I think that's Thank you. you know and not that I think Joel slings bullshit, but I think Joel's just too busy lifting heavy things and, and doesn't talk bullshit. doesn't talk a lot, Joel. And walking yeah, exactly. walking his dogs. Except except tonight. Except tonight, to be honest. This is the most Joel talks. The last podcast we did together, I don't think Joel spent this, this much time talking, so I'm appreciating it. Oh well, yeah, because like couldn't get couldn't get a word in edgewise with these two. No, I'm that that's you're not you're you're not wrong on that one. You're not wrong on that one. To be honest with you, um, Joel, you can, I, can I see your backstage pass, Joel? Are you supposed to even be here? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm under 10k. I forgot I'm not supposed to be here. Um, I, I, I swear I'm I'm friends I'm friends with like the lead singer or something. Uh. <laughs> okay, we'll move on to the next question. Um, I mentioned that someone, uh, it's actually, uh, this, this dude I know named Luke who wants to be our sidekick. Uh, he said he could Hello. be the fantastic, fantastic four and the loose skin kid. Um, but I think we all could give him a run for the money when it comes to loose skin. So I'm going to say, cause we had this question last time too, I think. And, and I think they, people need to realize that there's a reason there's four. It's not the fantastic five. So there's no, no. sidekicks right now. There's no sidekicks right now. I'm sorry, Luke. And I know that's going to upset him, but I'm, purpo- I'm purposely saying it to upset him. Um, here's a here's a good hey, question. Spoken of you, Gormy. What, what is your <laughs> pretty much? Um, what is your number one tip to break a weight loss stall? Hide the scale. I don't know. I feel like a lot of times, yeah, you know, just that mental uh, stress, obviously. What's I can't even think of the word right now. Gourmet, save me. What's the what's the term that stress oh, you hold on to weight? What is that? You know what I'm. You we said it before. Retention. Um, no. I mean, you're talking about hormone. Are you talking about hormonally and cortisol? Yeah, yeah, cortisol, cortisol. So yeah, you know, I feel like yep. a lot of people, you know, just they they just overthink it, and they there's so much stress pent up in their head. Because they're doing the right things, they're eating the right foods, and sometimes they hit a plateau. So I think 
mm-hmm. thing is if you are mentally fixated on that scale and you you just you're you're killing yourself mentally over day you know every day just step off and i know it's easier said than done but come back in a week you know keep right. keep crushing it keep you know sticking to your goals and you know don't i mean I, I ideally if you're working with a coach they might adjust your adjust your calorie consumption or you know they could tell you okay up the intensity you know try different workouts um you know instead of mm-hmm. working on you know low you know low reps higher weights you know work on hypertrophy and there's so much more that can go into it. my number one tip would just be like step off the scale for a little bit come back in a week see what happens don't I stress agree. it i like I it agree. definitely yeah definitely hide the scale um uh up the, the thing that i found a lot um that helped me was lemon water uh obviously i i always drank a lot of water but adding lemon to my water sometimes got me out of a out of a little uh stagnant phase or plateau whatever you want to call um but also cutting the sodium that also helps um i know that a lot of people don't really focus on their sodium intake as much as they should on the journey but because they figure i'm working out i sweat it out but if you're hitting that stall try to cut out some of that sodium and i bet you that you'll see uh i'll bet you see the scale move a little bit mm-hmm. right and just like just like poro said you got to be ready to adapt especially if you have a lot of weight to lose so for example we were all up near 500 pounds and when you're you know, when you're at 500 pounds, you're used to taking in probably upwards of five, five to 10,000 calories a day, somewhere in that one on one of those Easy. extremes. And yeah. so you can still lose, you can still lose weight by eating, you know, the same thing, but less of it, but that's only going to work for so mm-hmm. long. And if you're in a, if you're, if you've ditched the scale, you've kept doing what you think is right and you come back and you're still at that plateau in a couple weeks, then you got to look, step back and look, what can I do to adjust? Whether that's upping your workout intensity, or, you know, maybe eat a little less, cut back, you know, instead of eating, you know, a cup and a half of rice, eat a cup of rice or just small tweaks like that. But one of my number one things was drinking a lot of water has always mm. helped me. Yep. Uh, just like you said, with the sodium, you know, watching your sodium. For me personally, I feel like water, drinking a lot of it uh, helped offset that sodium retention. And, and that's something I recommend to a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm going to say um, two things first before I even get to a tip about a stall. One, you need to make sure that's actually a weight loss stall because mm-hmm. when you're on these journeys, like our bodies are adapting all the time. And mm-hmm. I don't, I, whenever, whenever someone tells me they're in a stall and they're stuck, I, I ask them how long they've been at that weight. And if it hasn't been a solid month or two, you're not stalled. You're just, you're just in the middle of a fluctuation, stay the course and get it done and your, your weight will start moving again. Like don't freak out until it's been at least a month because if it's not been a month, it's not really a stall. It ha- there are so many other factors that can affect your weigh in. Like, so one, you need to know that you're actually having a stall Two, be honest. Like it's the other thing. Like I think sometimes people start to slip and don't realize they're slipping. They're licking a spoon when they're measuring something. They're, you know, not counting everything. They're not doing X, Y, and Z. Like, are you are you working out the same and are you eating exactly the way you should be eating? Or are you letting some fluctuations come in there that are actually affecting you? Like, be honest with yourself. Like, don't lie. Even if that means write down every, like, if you're not used to writing down everything you're eating, like, track everything, start tracking everything you're eating to see what you're actually doing. And then, like, on the other side of things, it's like, and this is because I'm going to throw this out there, you know, for the keto people, because, you know, John was talking about, like, cutting sodium like for me 
it means getting enough sodium and getting enough potassium and enough magnesium. When you're keto, your electrolytes mm -hmm. matter differently. Like your sodium intake matters differently. Like if I don't get enough, if I don't eat enough sodium, I'll gain four or five pounds overnight if my sodium gotcha. is too low. Like, so I think just think about what type of diet you're following. I think if you're following a diet that's more like calorie counting or traditional bodybuilding style or something along those lines, you know, where the carbs aren't that low, then yeah, I think cutting sodium will help with, with water retention and, and, you know, with a stall. If you're on a ketogenic, specifically on a low carb ketogenic diet, make sure you're getting enough of your electrolytes and you're actually not, you know, you're not, and that has to do with water. It ha that has to do with your body starts to hold onto water because it's trying to flush too much of it out. Like there's just things that you can do, but really don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Don't throw your diet away because your weight has, has been in the same place for a couple of weeks. Like Joel said, like look for different little tweaks you can make, like look for little changes that you can make that might have an impact or maybe try something, you know, do you want to try something different? Just don't give up. Like when I talk to people, especially people that are in the keto sphere, and again, that's my frame of reference this time around, like there are a hundred different ways to do the ketogenic diet. Like if you're used to having a much higher fat ratio and a low, you know, a moderate protein, lower carb, maybe raise up, amp up your protein a little bit and take your fat down a little bit. Like play with those ratios, play with things. Don't give up. Try to tweak things a little bit. Like you said, work on workout intensity. Look at what you're doing. Like, but also realize like at the end of the day, you know, are you actually, cause like, that's something I run into a lot with people is like, when I started my journey, I didn't count a calorie or anything. I didn't do any of that. Like I was eating what was called lazy keto. I was just making sure that I was eating under 25 grams, neck grams of carbs a day and fat and protein. I just ate till I wasn't hungry anymore. And I lost a crap ton of weight doing that. But then I hit a point where I needed mm -hmm. to start tracking. And there are some people that say, well, if you're eating keto, you're, the weight is going to drop off anyway. And it's not going to matter. It's still possible to overeat when you're eating ketogenically or carnivore or vegan or whatever diet you're on. Like, so you may reach a point where you have to track a little bit tighter and be okay with implementing that as a different tool to help you get through that period. I'll throw out one more thing. I think also, um, I think some people fall into the trap of chronically under eating and they, they start to affect their base metabolic rate. And they, when they put themselves in way too low of a deficit for too long, and it can be good to reverse diet for a while, you know, start to slowly raise your calories, get yourself back up to your TDE and um, then start cutting your calories again. And you'll see some big changes happening. Right. And one thing you said, you know, don't throw the, the baby away with the bathwater, especially if you've already lost a lot of weight and you've come so far and you're getting frustrated because that weight stall, just take a minute to, you know, reflect on how far you've come. Mm hmm. Maybe start looking at other measures of how you're doing. Because I remember when I got to my lowest weight, I was I was not in a very healthy place mentally. I'm not gonna lie. I was you know killing myself over the scale. I had to see those numbers. Uh, one one time I got sick and pretty much couldn't eat, and I saw the scale go down <clears throat> about 30 pounds in you know a week and a half. It like legitimately, and I was happy, but that wasn't healthy, obviously. Uh, but mm. the point is maybe start looking at other measures as well. Like, you know, maybe the scale didn't go down, but how do your pants fit? How do you look in the mirror? How, mm -hmm. how, what are your energy mm -hmm. levels? That's just all kinds of stuff that can keep you motivated during a downtime because there are going to be downtimes. I'm not going to lie. It's, it's never a perfect slope down. It's almost like a Rocky mountain going down. So just stick with it is the biggest thing. <laughs> Great point.
Great point. Uh, here's let's move on to a, a fun question. Maybe um, I think this should be a fun one. Um, if they were making a movie of the Fantastic Four, who would play each of us? Mm. <laughs> Kevin James would play me. Oh come on! He is way too old yep. to play you. <laughs> hey, and I see recent- that. Oh, that's creepy. That's creepy. <laughs> Wait, do we get to pick our fat selves and our not so fat selves, or just why like- not? You're sure. Why not? All right. Hmm. Definitely. Nah, before and after. Wait, I've, I've always related to, you know, Josh Peck. Mm-hmm. I used to think that I looked like Josh, Josh Peck when I was heavy. So definitely Josh Peck before and after. Because he lost weight himself, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he lost a ton of weight. He was yeah. like a really heavy child actor, and then all of a sudden he like went away for a little while. He was skinny as shit. Oh. Yeah. I'm going to nominate Gormies. Um, <laughs> I feel like Patrick Stewart's going to play Gormy <laughs> as a skinny self. Oh, yeah. I, I he's, agree. Se- he's 75 years old. It makes sense. <laughs> and bald. And bald. Oh, yeah. I, mean, I, I used to call you the Patrick- best correct. So. I was thinking, the one yeah, I was thinking more. <laughs> I was thinking more Professor X era Patrick Stewart. So, sure, sure. No, that's great. You thought of the one bald actor you could think of. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, I appreciate fine. The- Howie Mandel can play you. Jesus. <laughs> oh no! I mean, I'm he's good. a good choice I'm right good. now with all the germs going around. Mm. Yo, he is so safe. He's been training for this his whole life. I know this is really exactly. like his game. His game is to play. Okay, Poro, who's going to play you then? Or anyone else have an idea of who should play Poro? Let's hear it. Let's hear it. I was thinking like Jonah Hill or Zach Galifianakis. I don't know. Just just because the, uh, the the tubbiness and the and the, the funny. I don't know. Maybe Seth Rogen. Yeah, I could see it. Seth Rogen. Yeah, I could see Seth Rogen too. No, I feel like Seth Rogen might be more of a John uh, actor. Thanks, babe. I know why. Thanks. <laughs> because he smokes tobacco. Yeah, wacky tobacco. The wacky tobacco. Oh, I knew that was coming. Now we're no, in some kind of seventies right, movie. I want to hear Gormy's. I want to hear Gormy's nomination for himself since I picked the one bald actor I can think of. I don't know. Like, I don't think I look like anyone. Like, other than I, the only moral choices. The only, the only, the person I've gotten before, like, and then I, but I feel like this is awkward now is I've heard Louis C.K., but I mean, yes. he, yes. he's got, he's yes. got, you know, I'm behind him still. So like, you know, he's, but he's done some things that are, people are not happy with, but you know, I'd like to see the and man Jim get Neidhart some work. Dead, so. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to get, I'd like to see him get some work, um, you know, and we both have the red goatee. So like that would work out, I think in the end. And he also who would he also for all of us? Who would what? Repeat that, John. I said, who would you pick for all of us? I feel like you, if would... anybody, you would be the director of all this. So who would you pick to play all of us? Oh, I I don't like. I saw this question and I was like, honestly, I I feel like I'm so out of touch with like the celebrity world. Like I have no idea. Like I don't like. I ended up I end, I more think like I would pick people who I'd want to like represent your personalities like you know like represent like if we someone, were like if we were any like, of the Avengers 
about that? No, because like I would like here's <laughs> no like here's like I would say because like I would say like I would if if I was casting an actor to play Poro, I would cast The Rock. If I was oh, casting no, Jar, if no, yeah, like that, I, that's I, it. I think it's if over. I was ca- if I was casting John, like John, I I look and I think like I would probably like John. I want I, I think of someone like I know Steve Austin's more my hair, but like I I would pick <laughs> you know I would pick like someone who's I, actually I would probably it's funny because like I think John I look at you in those suits and I think about like you you giving a good giving good story like I I think about some of the man, some of the great managers from like WWE history, you know, I would, I would want to see play you like, you know, I think something, you know, Thank someone you. good, good from those eras. Like, and then Joel, when I think about Joel, um, I just, um, I, I think of another Kevin when I think of Joel, Joel but not the one that you were thinking of Joel. Oh, um, Lord, who is when, it? When, I, when I think of Joel, I think of Kevin Hart really. <laughs> I I'll take it. I fucking love it. <laughs> we, we were meant to because, be together, baby. We were meant to be together. He wasn't because ready. I, because I, when I see Joel, I see a small, wisecracking black <laughs> gentleman. Is really what I, how I, how I, how I envision That's Joel. Funny. And That's we make movie. Right we make movie magic. You and me, Joel. We make the best movies together, baby. See, like I think at the end of the day, <laughs> like I think. I would cast, see, like, I would cast more for spirit than I would cast for, like, because there's no one, there's no one, there's no one who's going to match our physicality. Like, let's be real. Like, no, uh, definitely not. I mean, you know, so. Uh, or Michael we could Myers just all play all of us, actually. We could all be, we could all be CGI. Like, we, I, we could mm-hmm. be a cartoon. We'd, we'd be a great cartoon movie. You know, like, I think animated would be great. Like, and because then, then, then Poro could be a Manchichi, which is like this little furry headed, Animal. I'm, I'm growing it out, baby. Um, Dude, he's I the wanna, little I, monkey boy from yeah. the original Jumanji. I want to put a little twist yeah. on it. If if we were all okay. from the Avengers, I Gormy, I would say you'd be Thanos. You'd be Thanos just More. because oh, it, God. It, I I see you very Josh Brolin. I see you very the world is in a balance. I see I don't know. Gormy is inevitable. Oh, because I would snap my fingers right away. Absolutely. I do it yeah, every would. I I do it every morning when I wake up in hopes that it worked. He's not um, killing half people. He's killing everybody. Jarp is definitely Captain America. Um, Joel is the Hulk, clearly. Because and, I'm dumb uh, enough things. Yep. All right. Pretty much. Actually, no, he's Never mind. I forgot he's Bruce Banner. Smart. Yeah. And Poro is um, the Black Widow. Absolutely, because I would look. <laughs> I would look. Uh, me in tights, baby, in a tight black leather. I mean, I know you imagine it. Because I think there's I no mean, one. I, I always think of a, a redheaded Russian woman when I think of you. I mean, I would hope yeah, I would, I, mean, I, I would hope I would be the Lord of Thunder, but you know, I'll take Black Widow. Well, I mean, that's. Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you've got the you've you've got the Thor costume already, so like you could work that out. Like I'm sure you could make that happen. I'll talk to some yeah, people. I'm I'm, de- I'm, I'm kind of mad you didn't say. Uh, End game Thor for me. Um, we'll, we'll <laughs> I wonder if there's still. So I haven't I've, seen I've, that yet. But I've um. Oh yeah, true. Well, if you haven't seen it by now, you deserve to get it spoiled. And uh, I've talked to John about this a couple times. But you mentioned you know some wrestlers, and I've always compared us to uh, Evolution. Um, yes. You know. Take it away, Gorm- 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 
normally be Ric Flair because he's, you know, the he's the the dad, the mentor, the guy that's been there, the guy that'll kick you in the balls. The oldest. Yeah, exactly. You're a sixteen time world champion. Be happy. Yeah. John Triple H because he, you know, cocky. He's I don't know, a little bit older than us, whatever. <laughs> uh Poro is Randy Orton. He's, you know, the young, cocky up and comer. And then I'm Batista because I lift things, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. That's all I got. Uh, all I, got. I like <laughs> it for me. I mean, that's the I only really comparison do. I have between me and Batista. I mean, no facial hair, no muscles. Um, Wait, you mean you're not Filipino? All Filipino. But anyways. Um, oh, God. Next, We're going to move on. We've been, we've already, <laughs> I can't believe people. This is. We've been talking for an hour and a half. People are going to have to like, people are going to die. Let's they move on to the let's move to through, right now. Let's move some of the through I don't want this to go for more than two hours. So let's move through some of these questions. I do want to I do want to honor some of these people's questions. Um go I'm gonna skip some of the dumb ones. So this one quick, you can't give a long ass answer on this. I just want your quick answer. Um currently, right now, not before, right now, what is your go-to snack? Oh, the mm. cheese wisps. Yes, cheese wisps. Yes. Yeah, I, I have a big addiction to those right now. Poro. Uh, currently it would have to be not sponsored, but uh, MRE bars because they are in rapid supply at my current job. So I just grab a MRE protein meal placement bar. I guess. There you go. Uh, for me, uh, it's definitely it's going to be uh pork and good sour cream and onion pork rinds. Uh, they taste like Funyuns. Um, they, do. My, they do indeed. Uh, cheap, cheap, cheap plug. There's a there's a giveaway on my on my page. Except by the time this episode drops, your giveaway is going to be over. So, uh, Boom, yeah, damn it. Smart, smart, smart. Someone hit smart. his agent up. Yeah, yeah mine, mine's <laughs> not recommended for weight loss, but um, going into the powerlifting world, uh, my go to has kind of become gummy bears. Uh, a little small mm. serving of them, just because before I go to the gym, I need a quick carb. Throw a couple of those in my mouth. That good. glycogen, baby, glycogen. Yep. Next. There we yeah, go. The pre, there we go. Pre de- the pre deadlift beer. <laughs> there we go. Oh god. Um. Uh, okay. So. Um. Okay. Here we go. This question actually is from Telecron from Miles. He asked this one, and he didn't remember that he asked this one when I was talking to him earlier. He wants to know what our because this one kind of goes back to quarantine time. What our most fun event or activity has been in the most recent weeks. I don't think I can say that on uh, on national TV. <laughs> um, and this is during quarantine. Like a rousing game of yeah, Monopoly. Yes, I know. This is going. This is great. Yes, right now during quarantine, what is the most fun thing you've done? Uh, we bought a Nintendo Switch. There we go. And yeah, you got your hands on one. Good for you. Oh, we, oh yeah. We we as soon as this whole quarantine thing was even on the horizon, we're like, boom, Switch. Smart, smart man. There we go. What about you, John? Um, actually, the other night watching WrestleMania for those two days with my buddies on Zoom call, uh, that was actually really fun. I had a good time doing that. Nice. Poro? Yeah. Um, I would have to say it is a tie between uh, doing box jumps in my driveway and uh, missing the jump and hitting my shin and uh, di- discovering Tiger King. I mean, come on. 
Carol Kilder. Carol Kilder. Okay, enough, enough. Enough, Tiger King. I I, I refuse to let that continue. Uh, For me, it's been been sitting in the parking lot, uh, smoking cigars, and reading comic books. Um, And that's pretty much the most, the only fun I the the only fun I have in my life right now. Um, Okay. Some of these questions are going to get heavy, so I want to—I don't want us to get too deep, you know. Want us to get too dour with them, but has do you feel like you've ever experienced body dysmorphia? Hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. There's so there's still days when I wake up in the mirror and see that you know, you know that 500 pound kid in the mirror. Sometimes I just mm-hmm. don't. Sometimes you got you got to step back and look at old pictures and realize, okay, I'm not that anymore. Especially when I was very obsessed with the scale. Like I said earlier, I was very in a very unhealthy place. So I always thought, you know, I took my loose skin as fat and I would always think I need to do more and more and more. I haven't made enough progress. So yeah, I've definitely experienced that. Anyone else? Poro, you alive? Um, yeah, uh, I would say uh, upsetting that, oh, I mean, it ha- this happened to everybody. Obviously, we're all dealing with this right now, but I've always struggled to put on, you know, a bulk and I felt like I was really making a lot of progress. Um, like the first, you know, three, four weeks I was putting on like half a pound, sometimes a pound. And I was routinely, you know, staying very, very, very strict in my diet, uh, increasing macros. Um, and just to, you know, finally like be comfortable, like eating more food. Like I got up to 3,200 calories and, uh, my carbs were up to 375 pounds. And like, that was huge for me. I mean, I was never, I was never keto, but I was very carb conscious. And, uh, so just, yeah, you know, the dysmorphia of finally accepting that I could eat more food and, you know, build from it, like literally build from it. And then this came out, yeah, this, you know, came out of nowhere and, you know, just kind of just like starting at that, you know, back to ground zero and, you know, you mm-hmm. just, ha- we all have to make adjustments. So, uh, don't want, I wasn't planning on, you know, going on a summer cut, but you know, it's, it is what it is. So it's kind of like re- reverse body dysmorphia. I mean, not really, but you know, just finally feeling comfortable putting on weight and then, you know having to adjust makes sense right what about you john um i mean yeah i mean i struggled with body dysmorphia like joel kind of said before uh there's days where i wake up and i still feel like i'm 500 pounds and it's not till i look in the mirror and i'm like oh you're not um then there's nights where i dream that i'm still heavy i that happens to me a lot i don't know if you guys ever you know, go to sleep at night and dream that you're still heavy, but that happens to me a oh, lot yeah. of the time. Um, even, and, and a lot of people say, um, <clears throat> you know, when you get skin surgery, that body dysmorphia kind of goes away. I had a tummy tuck. I still have body dysmorphia. There's still times where I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, you're really bloated. You're putting on the weight again. Or, you know, uh, like Joel said before, just the, the loose skin on my arms, it'll annoy the shit out of me. And then I'm like, oh, well, you're not working as hard as you can. You could definitely, you know, you could shape that up better or, you know, you could lose more or whatever. I think that body dysmorphia is natural. 
Mm-hmm. But I think that if you're having very serious body dysmorphia where you wake up in the morning and you can't look at yourself in the mirror and you can't look at your photos, you can't look at your progress pictures, you should talk to somebody. And I think there's no shame in talking to somebody. Uh, and I think that um, that needs to be addressed, especially in the weight loss community, that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to talk. Um, you're not in this alone all the time. I think that's a solid point. And I, and I think you guys illustrate – because there's a, another question that we got was, do the mind games ever stop? And I, I think that plays into this question of body dysmorphia as well. Like, I honestly, I don't think that the mind games ever really stop. I think you get better at handling them. I think you, you develop better skills and you get stronger. And you're, exactly. able to, you're, able to, you're able to identify that it is a game that's being played and that it's not like a life or death situation that you're in and that you're able to kind of control the situation more yourself. So I don't. I mean, I think to some extent they probably lessen, but I don't I don't think the mind games ever really stop. I, I think you just you figure out healthier ways to cope with the challenges that you're facing. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Hey, man. OK, let's see. What else do we have if there's anything there um, now? that oh, Now that you all are celebrities, do you have groupies showing up in your DMs? I'm a nobody. Well, well, I mean, te- technically, my girlfriend did slide my DMs. Does that count? I think it does. I think Joel, you're probably the only one with with a successful groupie experience amongst you know <laughs> amongst all of us. Like you're the you're the winner. You're the you're you're the groupie winner. I mean, I think we all get those DMs that say you know hi at whatever our Instagram name is, chat me or whatever, just like random oh, yeah. stuff like that. Um, oh yeah, but. Nope. Have, have you have any of you noticed that 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 has ever since the quarantine started that that the random porn DMs have increased? Oh, like yeah, the, I, the yes. porn bot the the porn bot DMs have like jacked up. It's like the it, it's like there even more, there are even more people working from home now trying to sit in that and do those scams. Like it's freaking hilarious to me. Like the mm-hmm. number of times a day that I'm deleting DMs, I'm just like, uh huh, uh huh, mm-hmm. uh huh. You have you have zero followers and you have six pictures posted within the last three minutes. Uh huh. Bye. Actually, you know what's really annoying? You, you guys notice the story bots? Yeah. Like when you oh, put yeah. the question post, and then you oh, get yeah. a shit ton of story bots now. I hate that. Yeah. You would That's love at, at, what's the, at John Johnson. You would love. At, have you tried you would, our you love, Oh, I love your page. Nice yeah. vibe. Oh, that's too funny. That's a good thing. Um, yeah. my, my favorite ones are ones I get where I'm like, hey, check me out. And then they'll send me like three progress pictures and I'm like, cool, good job, man. And then they expect like, they're like, oh, you're going to follow me? And I'm like, uh, maybe. Repost, Yo, repost, I had someone repost. The, other day, the only thing they asked was, can I get a follow back? Not <laughs> now I follow a lot back, but I don't even, one, I don't know who you are. Two, I don't know why you're following me. And three, th- this is not my, my space in 2008. You don't just get a follow for follow. Repost, yeah. repost. I love those. I love those when people send like transformation pictures. Can you repost? Hi, how are you? What's your name? Yeah, there's that a lot of the, non. That escalated there quickly. A, you just want me to repost it? Yeah, there isn't a lot of etiquette when it comes to that. There's people. Yeah, and that's something like I think like I actually got that question on my live uh, this week. You know how to build a following, and I was like, you build a following by not worrying about building a following. Just tell your story and be honest. Tell your story, be honest, be real. And if people like you, 
and and see that your sincerity, they're going to follow you. If people feel like you're mm-hmm. just doing things for the sake of getting followers, they're going to tell that you're plastic and not follow you. Pretty there you much. go. Exactly. And you if, know, if you have something to say, say it. If you don't, and you're just filling space on the internet, just shut up and take your time away. There so no no there groupies no groupies no groupies no, no groupies right groupies. now no groupies sadly sadly um so i think i think that pretty much takes us through the list the list of questions that i had guys anything awesome. anything we missed on your side um for, i mean like someone else asked a question for i think we some of these questions i think we 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 did really well like they want some like in other discussions, like someone was asking about how to handle these mental games and like all of that. Like, I, I think we, 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 we went through that, I think really well for people. What I do want to do, you know, because you guys, we're not going to go through the regular fat guy five. You know, that doesn't make any sense to do when we're just the four of us together. Uh, but I thought it would be good if we want to close the episode by maybe uh, talking about one thing that we're, each excited about that we have coming up over the next couple of weeks <laughs> in next, quarantine yeah, yeah next couple of weeks is hmm. talk about something you there's next gotta be something you, shot i don't know you, um i mean hopefully all goes according to plan and we get out of this quick enough and i'll be going to dominican republic but other than that man uh nothing <laughs> Then I think you need to work on a gratitude list about finding what I'm just talking about, like what's going on, something good in your life that's going on. There's got to be something about like future aspirations. I'll jump in. I'll jump in. So not, um, not nothing coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, just because I don't think anybody, unless, you know, there's a secret alien conspiracy or nobody really knows what the next couple of weeks has in store. Um, but in the next couple of weeks, I hopefully plan on still be working, still be saving up money. Uh, obviously health and happiness amongst all you guys and family, but, um, just coming to, you know, realization that, uh, I, 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 I know what I want to do. I know what I want to do with my future. Um, I am going to do everything in my power to make sure that that happens, which uh, it's not a secret. I've talked about it before. Um, I want to be a police officer, and um, I, I still have a little bit of a waiting time on it for reasons I've spoken about before, um, but I'm just going to continue to have that focus, and that is the number one thing that I am looking forward to and working on. There we go. And I think that I and, and and the reason I asked the question, it's not because it's you've got a trip coming up or you've got a concert you're going to go to. But I, I think there we need to still have hope during this time of things that we can do to develop ourselves and, and get better. Like for me, like I, I think Poro, that that's amazing. And I, I think there's things you can obviously do to work to get yourself ready to get to that place during this mm-hmm. time. You know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, personal development that you can think about, like for me, one of the things I want to do is start to add some content to this podcast. So one of the things I'm looking forward to do is figuring out um, video editing a little bit more because I'd like to do some after show videos um, and and start sharing that content and, and actually kind of be able to produce that myself. So I'm going to start diving into doing some, you know, online tutorials to get me better with the software that I need to use. So uh, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward awesome. to making that happen. That's awesome. 
And yeah, it, there's a lot of uncertainty going on. Um, but I figured I'd go and jump in. Um, if everything goes to plan and stuff doesn't get canceled through June and July, um, hoping to compete in the NC State Championships for powerlifting coming up in June. Hope again, hopefully as long as everything goes to plan, and then also nice. hoping to <clears throat> um, dabble into the world of strongman and do my first strongman competition in July. Again, as awesome. long as everything goes to plan. Go for gold, baby. Go for gold. Are you lifting Atlas Stones yet? I have lifted Atlas Stones, which is kind of a funny story with loose skin. I'll keep it short. Uh, but you know how one of the events is you lift the Atlas Stone up over the over a bar and just drop it on the other side? Yep. Mm. So the way, the way, whenever you wear a belt, I'm sure you've experienced this, Poro, but it does, you know, compress that loose skin and some of it, you yeah. know, almost like a busted can of biscuit over the top. Um, so when I went to go put the stone, it was my first time lifting stones. And when I went to go put that stone over the bar, I put it down on top of the bar, but also pinched some of my loose skin Ooh. in the middle of it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it was, I think it was only like, you know, a hundred and something pound stone. It wasn't, you know, anything huge, but it still smashed right down on top of that. So I was like, ah, but yeah. Well, I'm glad you survived that. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you know, stepping over you know, ropes. That's, that's a challenge for me. <laughs> yeah. We've all seen that video. We've all seen that video. Hey everybody. So when we tried to get around to John answering the last question, we had some tech issues and we're having some sound issues right now uh, with John and Joel. So it is just me and Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hey, Michael, how are you? I'm good. They know, just want people to know that you're alive. <laughs> so we, we are going to wrap up this very special episode of the fat guy forum. If you stuck in with us, you're a trooper because this is almost two hours of, of four former fat guys rambling their butts off. But we hope you appreciate it and get something out of it. And my friends, please remember to like the show, you know, give it a rating and a, and a review on iTunes if you're listening that way. And also, uh, you know, be sure to follow us on different platforms, that kind of thing. You can find uh, John at Jarps Journey on Instagram. You can find Joel at Big J Reed on Instagram. And Alex, where can they find you? At Poro92. And don't worry, I will put links to everyone's Instagram pages in the show notes for this episode. You can find me, your host, Gourmet, at Gourmet underscore goes keto, uh, goes underscore keto on Instagram, on Twitter at Gourmet goes keto. And also you can email the show at the fat guy forum at gmail.com. So. We just wanted to get together because I know a lot of y'all are getting together on Zoom calls and everything right now and show you that you can stay connected with your friends even during this challenging time. We hope you had a little bit of fun with us tonight because I know we had a good time together. We are going to let you go, y'all. Catch us again soon on the Fat Guy Forum. Remember to go out there today and do something to amaze yourself because you, as always, are the most amazing people I know. 